Hello, we're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. As always, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. Our scriptures coming from the book of Luke, beginning in chapter 2, verse number 40. The Bible says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. We're speaking about Jesus. Verse 41, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year, at the feast of the Passover, and when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they supposed him to have been in the company when a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Here the Bible gives us a very rare glimpse into what we would call the childhood of Jesus Christ. We don't see a whole lot, but the Bible gives us this story. And we see the parents as they were very devout and as they went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover and they stayed until they had fulfilled the days and they brought Jesus. And imagine, if you will, I cannot imagine the fear, the feeling as they had traveled back. They supposed they had traveled in a large caravan for safety with their family and friends. And I can't imagine as they traveled back and they realized that Jesus wasn't there. As they asked around and they looked for him and they realized he was not in the caravan and they had to travel back and they had to go back and search for Jesus. That whole ideal as a father reigns fear in my heart. The thought of losing my boy, losing my son and having to try to find him, not knowing where he's at, not knowing if he's okay. I cannot imagine as they went and they looked and they searched and Joseph and Mary looked at each other and they said, We've lost Jesus. We've lost Jesus. See, the problem here is we see first the loss, but we see the problem is when they left, they assumed that Jesus would follow. They assumed that he would be with them. And we've got many people today, many churches today, that they assume that Jesus is with them. They assume that Jesus is part of the service. They assume that Jesus is leading. They assume even people that have been in church all their life, but they've never come under Holy Ghost conviction. They've never accepted Christ as their Savior, and they assume that He is with them. And I tell you today, I'm here to say we need to make sure that we know that Jesus is with us. We need to make sure that we are following Jesus, that we are doing what He would have us to do. We see them, they went through all the ritual, they went through all the religious feasts, they went through everything just like they normally had. And a lot of times as churches, we go through everything just like we always do. We don't realize that we're not following Jesus, that He's not with us, He's not in what we need to do. I 
it's often in a church somebody will say, well, this is what we used to do. We used to do this. Well, how about I, I respect and I appreciate our heritage, but how about we look and we see what Jesus wants us to do and we follow him and we're obedient unto him. They just assumed he would follow, but I want you to see where they looked. They went and they looked everywhere. They looked over the town and they finally went back to the temple. Now realize Jesus here as he turned 12 and the Bible says he was increasing in wisdom and stature as he was growing. I believe he become more and more aware of the fact that he was God's son. He become aware as he watched them this year of 12 has a very significant meaning in the Jewish religion in the Jewish tradition and as he watched as he seen the sacrifice as he seen the sacrificial lamb that Joseph and Mary would have brought and they sacrificed that lamb and he realized that he was the lamb of God that someday he would pay that price forever for all mankind how did they not notice how did they not realize I don't imagine this was the first time that he had been into temple I imagine he was very interested through the whole time he certainly said how is it that thou that ye sought me wished ye not that i must be about my father's business did you not realize did you not know that i would be at the temple did you not know where i would be how could you have missed that but i beg to tell you today they were watching jesus they were just going through the motions they were just going through the ritual and they were looking at the wrong place and a lot of times we look we look at church we look at programs we look at exciting things that what can we have for the youth? What can we have for the older people? What can we do here? What can we do that? I tell you right now, we can have Jesus. We can have the sweet Holy Ghost breathing on our service. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having programs. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing special events and doing things to draw people in. But we need to have it all based. We need to have it all centered around Jesus. We need to have it all centered about His Father's business. We see the lost, but we see the leaders and we see the interest they had in his questions and answers here the word doctor means a master of the law just like a doctor today if you have a doctorate in medicine you are considered to be a master in your field and here are these these doctors they were sitting around and Jesus was asking them questions and they were answering they were asking him questions apparently they were impressed by their questions and i can't help but think i don't know what the questions were that jesus asked i don't know what the questions were that they asked him but i can't help but think surely jesus felt the shallowness in their teaching he felt the shallowness in what they had done with the law later jesus would tell them in luke eleven forty six, woe unto ye also ye lawyers for ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers they had a great interest in jesus but they had a great ignorance in the fact they did not realize who he was they were called doctors here that is master but they were not aware they were talking to the fulfillment of the law they were talking to the true master of the seas the the one the only jesus christ the one that created them the one that created all heaven and earth was setting before them they had an ignorance as to who he was then I see last, I want to hurry up and get to the last part. The, what I believe is the best part. We see the lost, we see the leaders, but also we see the lesson. What was Jesus about? He was about my father's business. He was about 
the cross. He was about the gospel. There had to be a place. There had to be a realization here that he wasn't about carpentry. I'm sure that he helped Joseph. I'm sure that he worked. I couldn't imagine a great many pieces and a great many the things that he made. I can't even imagine seeing Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as he cut a piece of wood, as he as he built a cabinet and put it together and mitered it together and perhaps put a little detail of an olive leaf or something in it. I can't imagine the beautiful thing that he made as I look outside and I see what the great creator has created, his power and his majesty, what he is able to do. But there had to be a place, there had to be a realization. See, Joseph was his adopted father. He had a heavenly father. There had to be a place where it come down to carpentry or the cross. Jesus wasn't born to be a carpenter. He wasn't born to work in the wood shop. He was born to die on Calvary and pay the price for all of our sins. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He come for a purpose, and that was to save all mankind. He didn't come to perform miracles. He didn't come to heal lepers. He didn't come to do all that. He come to save souls. See, the ideal of healing a leper, that's a type, that's a representation of him healing sinful men, of him saving sinful souls. His leprosy is a type of sin in its destructive nature. The blind men that were healed that received their sight as a type, that is a picture of Jesus Christ opening our blinded eyes to the gospel, showing us the spiritual things. That is a type, that is a picture. Even when he healed Lazarus, when he brought him out of the grave, when he raised somebody from the dead, that is a type, that is a picture of what's going to happen someday whenever he comes into rapture, when the dead in Christ shall rise, then those which are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the air. That is a type, that is a picture of Christ's power. That is a picture of who he is. And just as there had to be a realization of carpentry, or the cross, we must too have a realization. We must decide if our churches, if our churches are going to be about company or going to be about commission. We need to decide if we're just there to have a club or if we're there to be about the Father's business. We must stand together. We must love each other. We must encourage each other to fulfill our purpose. And that is, as Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Luke twenty four forty seven, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. We have a responsibility today, a great responsibility, to make sure we get the gospel out, whether it's across the radio waves, whether it's across the seas through missionaries, but missions truly starts at home, and we need to make sure, we need to make sure that we're saving and protecting and serving our churches so they'll be around for the next generation. We need to make sure that our children see our children and the ones following us see us and know and we need to make sure that we are giving God our time, our talent, and also our treasure. He needs to have our time. We need to be willing to take that time out to go to church, to go serve, and to do the work that God's called us to do and Whatever talent you may have, whether you're a great singer, a great speaker, or 
great prayer warrior or if you've got a great talent of just talking and inviting and encouraging people, we need to make sure that he's using our talent. I have to say also we need to make sure that we're giving him our treasure, that we are giving him our offering, our tithes, our offering, our, our part or that the Lord needs to continue his work. We need to make sure that we are about our Father's business in all areas of our life. We need to make sure that we're putting him first and serving him. I hope that you have a blessed morning today. If you don't have a home church, we'd love for you to join us at Riverside Baptist Church this morning at 11 o'clock. God bless.